0: Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Dolphins fans? It's cut down day, which means we've seen the Dolphins whittle this roster down uh, from 81 at the end of the, uh, the weekend, all the way down to 53 players, 54 technically if you're including. Will Fuller, who's on the suspended list for week one against the New England Patriots. Uh, And there's a lot, a lot to get into uh, as far as who was kept, who was cut, what things I would have done differently, things I'm excited to see, uh, some oddities about the distribution of talent that the Dolphins have. But first and foremost here, cheers for those who are tuning in on Tuesday night. It's great to have you with me. Chat's popping off already. Dolphins Craze, Turd Ferguson, R.I.P. Dokes. Absolutely. Uh Glenn asking people to slap the like button. Please do. And while I'm having sips, right? Let's let's pour one out. I don't want to get this is bullet, so I, I actually don't want to pour too much out, but I will as a sign of respect. I will pour a little bit out for Kirk Merritt, did not make the active roster in favor of the likes of both Preston Williams and Jakeem Grant. I am distraught, to be completely honest with you. But I like a lot of what they did with this roster. And before we get into the roster, guys, you know, this is, I said at the top of the week, I wasn't going to get too far into the weeds with The rumor mill for the Miami Dolphins, the quarterback situation. The only thing that I'm going to say is the report that Jeff Darlington put out, because I think this is really important, and I'm very proud of Coach Flores for uh, taking the time, entering into the season, to have this commentary with his team. Jeff Darlington reporting this afternoon, told Dolphins coach Brian Flores, just addressed his team regarding recent reports tying Miami to a possible trade for Deshaun Watson. Sources say he told players and staff that Tua Tungvalo is, quote, our quarterback in a brief appointment endorsement of the QB. This info isn't intended to dispute recent reporting that Miami was a major player in trade discussions. Rather, it is a reflection of the moment. And that's kind of where I feel is most important for us as Dolphins fans. Regardless of what's true, what's not true, the rumor mills, who's making stuff up, who's not making stuff up. Who cares? At this point, 53-man roster set. Coach Flores just told the team, Tua Tongvaloa is our quarterback, guys. Let's go. Let's get ready for the season. we got the New England Patriots. Uh, A coach standing in front of his team continuing what Darlington said. Endorsing his QB is not the same as one navigating a press conference. So wherever it started, wherever it's going, here's what you could take away. Less than two weeks before the season starts, Flores made clear to his team that Tua is indeed their quarterback, and I expect him to echo similar sentiment in the weeks to come. I'll tell you this right now. there is nobody in the business that I have more respect for than Jeff Darlington. Jeff Darlington's one of the best. And sometimes, you know, I've been in sports media enough. I don't have a background in journalism or anything like that. Hi, Chris. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, but what I do have is nine years, jeez, I'm getting up there, guys. Nine years of experience in this space, uh, just kind of from starting and doing it on my own. And I think the the wording, the verbiage, and what Jeff is saying without directly coming out and saying it uh, is a lot. And it's Tua to Tagovailoa is going to be the Dolphins' storied quarterback in 2021. And, like, let's focus on that. And let's focus on what the year is to come. Uh, JP questioning, what's your breakdown of Mac Jones versus Tua? Yeah, so obviously the Dolphins and roster cuts was not just clarity for Miami it was clarity for uh, this week one matchup because the Patriots cut Cam Newton. Cut Cam Newton. Did not try to trade Cam Newton. Just cut him. So obviously Mac Jones is going to be the New England Patriots starting quarterback in week one. And if I'm being completely honest, I would rather not have to worry about a two QB system. I would rather not have to worry about the QB run game. And I would rather face a rookie quarterback. That's just me. So from Miami's perspective, I appreciate the clarity that the New England Patriots provided on cut day for what week one is going to look like. We also found out Stefan Gilmore is going to start the year on the PUP list, which means he's out the first six weeks of the season. He will not be available for New England. So you take Will Fuller, you take Stefan Gilmore, you want to call it a push, you want to call it a win for Miami. I, don't, I, I wouldn't call it a win for New England in that exchange. Week one looks a little more clear today than it did yesterday. And that's never a bad thing. So with that in mind, I wanted to make sure I touched on the Jeff Darlington stuff. Wanted to make sure I touched on New England, the quarterback situation there. A little bit of clarity, which is always nice. Oh, Bromar, don't say easy win for the Finns. We still got to show up. I know that was a big, big thing on Dolphins Twitter. Throughout the day today, it was a bunch of smack talk and uh, can you be confident? And uh, I never, I try to never take it for granted. Uh, but I, I like the breaks that we got throughout the course of the day today. I think it gives Miami much better clarity. So let's get into the roster, right? The, the Dolphins made the cuts. They have 26 players, including Will Fuller on the offensive side of the football, 25 on the defensive side of the ball, and three specialists. Quarterbacks, two, Jacoby Brissett, and to a tongue of a low, your top two quarterbacks, three running backs, Miles Gaskin, Savon Ahmed, and Malcolm Brown. Seven wide receivers, including Will Fuller, who suspended week one. Devontae Parker, Will Fuller, Jalen Waddle, Albert Wilson, Preston Williams, Matt Collins, Jakeem Grant. Five tight ends. The one thing I said, man, I don't, I could not see this team doing, they did it. They absolutely did it. They kept seven wide receivers. And five tight ends. Gusecki, Shaheen, Smythe, Hunter Long, Seath, and Carter. They kept them all. Nine offensive linemen, including a surprise for me. Austin Jackson, Solomon Kinley, Michael Dieter, Robert Hunt, Jesse Davis, projected starting five. Greg Manx, who they just brought in over from Baltimore, Greg Little. And Robert Jones, the UDFA from Middle Tennessee State. I'd heard from, for quite a while, you know, the Dolphins really liked Robert Jones. They obviously gave him a lot of money to bring him in. We talked to our good buddy, Joe Rose, and uh, neither one of us felt really confident that he was going to make the cut. He did have two pressures allowed in a penalty against Cincinnati, but he, he knocked the snot out of some guys up front. I'll absolutely give him that, whether it was executing cut blocks, whether he's getting out on, on wide stretch plays and, and punching guys out of holes, movement in the, on the ground. Uh, he definitely accomplished resetting the line of scrimmage. And I feel like that was kind of the prevalent thing that that probably helped sell him uh, to this Dolphins regime. So that's the 26 players, including Will Fuller, on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, Christian Wilkins, Raekwon Davis, Zach Sealer, Emmanuel Agba, Adam Butler, John Jenkins, are your six classified defensive linemen. You have hybrid linebackers in Jalen Phillips, Andrew Van Ginkle, Sam McGuavin, and Brennan Scarlett. And then you have stack linebackers in Jerome Baker, Elandon Roberts, Duke Riley. Seven corners, Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, Nick Needham, Noick Benogany, Justin Coleman, Jamal Perry, and Trill Williams. We didn't keep Kirk Merritt. We didn't keep the guy I wanted to as a training camp darling on offense. But cheers to you, Trill. Trill UDFA out of Syracuse, made the original 53 man. And I'm going to be honest with you. If I stack this thing up, he's not number 53. I think he's got a good chance to stick all year. Mm. You'd love to see it. Five safeties, Eric Roach, Von Holland, Jason McCordy, Brandon Jones, Clayton Fejlum, and then obviously three specialists, Jason Sanders, Michael Polardi, Blake Ferguson. So that's the roster. That's where we stand as it pertains to who is on the roster. Obviously, we got to get into cuts. We got to get into things I would have done differently. But before we do, it is that time of year again, my friends. All eyes back on the gridiron for the start of football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including the half million dollar NFL mega contest and the $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at Bet Online. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. You can make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Bucks and Cowboys. And if you lose, your wage will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. So come some questions in the comments. JP, I appreciate the love. I am thrilled to see everybody is as thrilled as I am for Trill making the roster. Dolphins Craze wants to know why so many Dolphins fans were legit upset that Reed Sinnott got cut. I don't know. Uh, obviously, I think Reed is a player that if we lost him in the waiver process, I'd be pretty disheartened. But at the same time, this was the conflict. This was the trouble you were going to have. Because this roster has talent, top to bottom. The fact that there were like four guys that got cut that were pissed got cut is an indication of the depth of the roster and the competitiveness of the roster and all of the criticisms that Chris Greer was getting yesterday because he cut Bernard McKinney and everybody lost their minds over it. Well, it turns out this roster looks pretty damn good. Obviously, there are warts on this roster. There's experience issues on the offensive line. There's durability issues with the wide receiver room. I'm concerned about the depth at linebacker, which is why I would have kept Bernard McKinney as one of the guys that I would have done differently than what Miami did. I probably wouldn't have found a way to make it work for Jakeem Grant. I probably would have just kept either, or I would have kept Kirk Merritt over either him or Preston Williams. There are things that I would do differently. But the fact that we're looking at the cuts and it's like, man, McKinney got cut, man, Merrick got cut. Man, I can't believe Reed Sinek got cut. Jared Dokes got cut. We thought Jared Dokes ran well, ran hard in the preseason. He did. And running back's a little different, right? Because the numbers game there is weird to have three. That tells me they're picking somebody up. They're either in the process of facilitating a trade or they're gonna comb through the waiver wire. And they're going to pick somebody up. And that's the most anticlimactic thing about the roster cuts to 53 is everybody gets the waiver wire stuff. And what ends up happening from there is a couple of guys that have that collective sigh of relief because they made the roster. It turns out they end up getting cut the day after because of the talent that's available. I mean, you're you're talking a thousand guys getting cut today, which is just awful from like a, 1,000 guys losing jobs perspective. Now, thankfully, with the expanded practice squads and things like that, there's going to be more opportunity for these guys to stay with teams throughout the course of the season. Uh, But, yeah, that three at running back is an oddity. Uh, It's not something I would expect them to carry into the regular season. But I also think the messaging here and where they prioritize their roster kind of falls in line with what we – have anticipated the identity of this team is going to be. This is a team that made a lot of investments in the wide receiver room. They changed the the, offense, the the offensive infrastructure and the anticipation we had was this is going to be a team that passes to set up the run. What messaging does it have when you keep 12 pass catchers and three running backs? You're probably going to pass the ball more than you're going to run the ball, Right. Uh, now I do still think ultimately um, they will bring somebody else in, whether that's a seasoned vet, a young guy. I don't know. Uh, I thought for sure when they when the Laird cut was reported, Jared Doak's season let's go lasted all ninety minutes. And then it turned out he was cut as well when the team released their cuts. Um, uh, know, there's some some cracks about guys that are. Uh, were cut. Uh, There were some cracks in the comments about um, why some guys were cut, but I'll say this. I was surprised that there were a lot of fans that were upset that Shaq Griffin was cut. Shaq Griffin is a really fun, energetic presence on the football field. But I think the value that Shaq Griffin was going to bring to your team was special teams value almost exclusive. And you look at his utilization in Seattle, and and it kind of fell into that throughout the course of his tenure in Seattle. And I hear some people asking, how did we not keep Shaq Griffin versus Clayton Fejdalum or Duke Riley? Well, I think about Clayton Fejdalum specifically. And if you remember, Clayton Fejdalum was the guy who played the up back uh, on the punt team. So again, teams, special teams, individual specific roles and ideas for where certain guys are going to slot, which are the uh, critical positions on certain groups on special teams. Whether it's the kick return team, Jakeem Grant, the punt team. Obviously, beyond the beyond the long snapper and the punter, it's the guy who's the up back. So. I think that probably is those five names that we kind of raised our eyebrows at, uh, particularly Kirk Merritt being off in favor of Jakeem Grant. Turns out that was one that that probably cost Kirk a little bit is the return skills. And once Jakeem was willing to come to the table and, and renegotiate his contract and cut two years off of it and give himself a pay uh, cut, that didn't help Kirk Merritt's cause. Uh, From a linebacker's perspective, there are three guys that I would absolutely have on the roster that the Dolphins don't. It's Kirk Merritt over either Jakeem Grant or Preston Williams. Probably Preston Williams because Kirk at least gives you some special teams value. I would have kept Bernard McKinney over Duke Riley. I understand why that was a decision they chose to make because, again, Duke Riley can run, right? He's a blazer. McKinney is a thumper. So I get it. You want to have guys who can win in space. It's a space league right now kickoff team kick coverage I get it uh and I probably would not have kept Ethan Carter if it meant keeping Jared Dokes on the running back position so we'll see what they end up doing at running back to to see if I feel better about that uh Glenn Preston Williams was kept because of his upside dude is a matchup nightmare when healthy they're taking a gamble he will finally have a healthy season um I think upside is, he definitely has upside, but he's also extremely erratic. Even when he's healthy, it drops separation. I just got done watching the all 22, the Cincinnati game. He struggled with separation uh, as far as being able to create space against the corners that played for Cincinnati and whether it was hard angled routes or it was routes that ran vertically down the field. And at some point, you got to be worried about a guy who wasn't super dynamic uh, with his pro day testing. I think he's a better functional athlete than he is a testing athlete. But at what point do the injuries, he's had two lower body injuries that were season enders in two years, foot and knee. Is that concerning? What is that going to do for his athleticism? We obviously saw Albert Wilson and his hip injuries a little different, and every injury is different, so I get that but it took Albert Wilson a long time to get back to explosiveness that we held in his regard. And Preston was already not an explosive athlete. So I hear what you're saying with Preston Williams, uh, but he's really going to have to show out in a big way. A couple other questions. Ben, uh, I could do a whole podcast on what my three favorite cocktails are. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Doug, we should have traded Malcolm Brown to the Rams. Am I right? Uh, Maybe if we could have swung it before the Rams got Sony Michelle. Uh, Once they got Sony Michelle, it was all bets for off. Uh, One of the other big questions that's really popping here in the comments is is who's in danger now, right? We're we're looking at, kind of went through what the 53-man is. We've gone through some names that I was disheartened to see not stay was disheartened to, or, or things I would have done differently. Who are the bubble guys now? I think that's a great question, and it's not an easy one to answer. Because I, I think you you maybe have Robert Jones as a bubble guy on the offensive line. Maybe you wanted to just sneak him through uh, the original – drop in talent and keep him so the initial surge of of waiver claims comes and goes. I don't I still do not foresee them keeping 12 pass catchers so right now including will Fuller you got 12 wide receivers and tight ends somebody in that group's going to be in trouble. I'd say it's probably going to be a tight end and that gets into one of the oddities that I was was talking about at the top of the stream. This team has 12 wide receivers slash tight ends, and they have 12 defensive backs. That is a very, very large percentage of the 53-man roster. It's effectively half, if you're going to discount the specialists, that are perimeter players. And I think the way that we got to this point, really comes back to one of the buzzwords for the Greer-Flores team. Versatility, right? You think about how many guys you have on the offensive line that can play multiple spots. And they still kept nine. Uh, But I think even like Robert Jones, I don't think has a great deal of NFL positional versatility. He played right tackle at college. Uh, But you have Eichenberg, who's played guard and tackle on the bench you have greg little who can play presumably both sides a tackle on the bench uh, greg Mintz uh has played guard center robert hunt tackle guard jesse davis everything other than center Dieter, dieter guard center kinley left side right side a lot of versatility there so if i'm looking for a low man on the totem pole for cuts Robert Jones might be one that that is going to have a hard time sticking. I think about the versatility in the linebacker room. Obviously, they were testing out Jalen Phillips against Cincinnati, trying to get a feel for where he's comfortable, where he's not, the things that you can can do. Um, I think he's going to be predominantly a pass rusher at the next level. Uh, I think Brendan Scarlett is predominantly going to be a front side of the run, set the edge type of player. Sam McGuavin helps. Uh, I would not spend a lot of time with Sam McGuivin in coverage. But I think that's why you keep 12 DBs, right? Because this team is going to play a ton of sub. They're probably going to do a ton, a ton of three safety stuff. I'd be willing to bet you get into the regular season. Rowe, Holland, and either McCourty or Jones, depending on personnel. Jones is a guy that's going to float within 10 yards of the box. McCourty is another high safety if they're going to go with two high safety shells. Preferably Clayton Fejlum does not see the field on defense at all and is just a special teams guy. I think that's the big thing for me. Now, of course, you don't have a lot of versatility in the offensive backfield as far as your backs. And that's why that was the one spot to me that jumped out and says, mm, I don't think they're done yet, because they're more specialized there than some of these other spots. So I think that that's a fascinating sub-layer is the fact that they kept so damn many perimeter players. That as as we continue to digest this, you're going to get some probably some clarity on on guys who are going to be asked to fill multiple roles, and you're going to get some clarity on which of these guys end up being bubble guys. Let me know if this sounds familiar. You got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that you stream your favorite shows on. You're watching sports f- highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff, right? Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. And it's a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Content also varies depending on what box of Built Bar you buy. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like candy bar. It's a blue chip, top of the first round caliber protein bar. They're high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. Best of all, whether you're looking for something that's grab-and-go, keto-friendly, you name it, Built Bar can be it. They're easy to eat. They're delicious. They got 10 flavors to choose from. And right now you can visit BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and save 15% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% off your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar. As far as the Patriots, because there's a lot of questions. It seems like we've the the chat, at the very least, has transitioned from roster cut mentality uh, to week one against New England. Playing the Patriots in 2021 is going to be like playing the Patriots in 2002, as far as I'm concerned. You got a young quarterback. It was Tom Brady then. It's Mac Jones now. That's not a comparison. Everybody relax. But the DNA of the Patriots, they are going to run the hell out of the football. They got Damien Harris from Andre Stevenson. You got change of pace backs there. You got a pass catching back. They're going to run, 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 run. They are going to try to force you into getting undisciplined on the second and third levels, trying to fit the run if they can push you around up front. And then they're going to take advantage of that and come back with play action passing and get to be opportunistic with their shots. That is how I anticipate this this game and this season for New England is going to look. How does Miami stack there? I like what they have up front on the defensive line to hold their own. I like what they have in the secondary to really clamp the receivers. And then it just becomes, okay, are we going to do three safety stuff and work the extra safety down as a rat in the hole in a robber-type role? And add extra congestion for passing between the numbers. And if that's the case, I like your chances. And I do like that Miami is going to space the field a little bit more. There's going to be some more pre-snap indicators. They're probably going to scheme some guys open for free releases at the line of scrimmage. And they don't have Stefan Gilmore. I like Miami's chances. Am I going to sit here and guarantee a dub? No, I'm not. If I were picking right now, I'd pick the Dolphins to win the game. That is going to do it for us today on this Wednesday episode of Locked On Dolphins. Everybody who tuned in live, appreciate it. Hit like, subscribe the YouTube channel Locked On Dolphins, but if you're more of a podcast person, that's totally fine. You can hit subscribe on Locked On Dolphins and keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. Fins up. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday night and or your Wednesday depending on how and when you are listening. And I'm sure we'll have more transactions to talk about in the days to come. So make sure you do keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins.